So do you think Danny Rand met Buffy Summers? Uh, no. He lived in heaven. She went there for a couple of months. No, he went to a specific segment of heaven, heaven he said. Oh. Like a, a different tier or some stupid bullcrap like that. I think it was specifically one of the seven cities of heaven. Sure. Is that what he said specifically? I, I, I think so. I wasn't listening to any of the <laughs> mystical made-up bullcrap. Can you imagine somebody being like, I've never died, and I don't know God personally, but I know that there are exactly seven cities in heaven. One for each of the people you'll meet. That's five. Oh. The five people you meet in heaven. Damn, that would have been clever. It would have been, but it wasn't. <laughs> Mitch Ablum got you again. <laughs> well, I'm Jed. I'm Stacy. And this is Marvel Movie Nights. Sometimes that gets stuck in my head. <laughs> like while I'm working, I'm just like, Marvel movie night. Marvel. Because it's repetitive yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's the first thing that popped out of my head when the music was playing. So it's it's specifically ta- tailored to my brain. So, yeah. That's good. And you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. You who, who, who better watch out. <laughs> It's from Everybody Loves Raymond. He doesn't know the words, so he just sings that over and over again. <laughs> and since it's the same sentence and I know the melody, it just... <laughs> uh, ADHD brain. It's fun. So this week for Marvel Movie Night, mm-hmm. we watched season one of Iron Fist. Yep. And oh my God, were we dreading that? Oh, we were so hardcore dreading it. I think it's funny that this is the one time I was like, let's watch the first episode right after the podcast from last week. Yeah. Let's just see how bad it's going to be. Let's see how bad it's. Let's peel off the band aid. Yep. Um, rip off the hair wax, as it were. Yeah. And then. We were like, ooh, let's watch another one. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Did you think that was going to happen? No, I did not. No. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. I Yes. I am very surprised by how much I enjoyed this show. I enjoyed this show so much that greatly disliking the stupidity of the main character did not ruin the show. Like Grey's Anatomy, how we... We literally hate all but one character on Grey's Anatomy yeah, that have been watching it for like 15 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, main character is a fucking child, and I want to slap the shit out of him with like the nearest thing to me while I'm in the kitchen. Like that little plastic spatula, you know, that goes <laughs> just right, right in his fucking face. Um, because like... This is not a show any real sensei could watch without wanting to murder him. (laughs) His attitude is so fucking wrong. Especially after observing Rose in Aikido 
Yeah. How they're expected to behave, how they're expected to respect the sensei, the respect the room that they study in. You know, it, that part really drove me nuts. The other thing that drives me bonkers is, um, it's kung fu is a real thing. Yeah. But in my head, kung fu is associated with 1970s, 1980s. My dad loved them. David Carradine, dumbass movies. Okay. Just like if that's on and they're speaking English, but their mouths haven't started moving yet. My dad was watching that movie. <laughs> and I hated them. They were so stupid. Um, especially since I need to read lips in order to understand a lot of what's going on. Um, so I associate Kung Fu with stupid. Okay. And it's, that's not a nice thing to associate. Yeah. And, but it, I, I maintain it's not my fault. It's just, it's just one of those things you have to work through and it, it drives me bonkers. It looks more like a keto anyway. Yeah, a lot of what he was doing did look a lot like redirecting energy and um, using someone's own momentum to take them down. Uh, There wasn't anywhere near enough rolling someone over and flopping them on their back, (laughs) which is my favorite part of Aikido, that that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so back it up a little bit. Sure. This is a Netflix show. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so all 13 episodes dropped on the 17th of March, 2017. Okay. Uh, it is created by Scott Buck. That's a new name. Yep. And starring. Finn Jones plays Danny Rand. Jessica Henwick plays Colleen Wing. Yes. Uh, I was he- hearing a different word for a long time. Jessica Stroop plays Joy Meacham. Tom Pelfrey plays Ward Meacham. Sasha Dewan, who is the uh, one of the people that we actually recognized, it was driving me nuts. I knew I knew him from something, and I was thinking like somebody powerful. Turns out he's um, the master from Doctor Who, and uh, what else was it uh, that you said you recognized him from? I don't remember. Oh, the Great. He oh, yeah. was the love interest in the Great. He's a very pretty boy. Um, and then we've got David Wenham, who plays Harold Meacham, the dad, who is not old enough to be the dad. And then we have Wei Ching Ho, plays Madame Gao. And then we have Rosario Dawson, who is playing the night nurse. Um, yeah. And again, she's probably the best part of the show. Yeah, I love her so much. Um, she didn't show up for a little bit. But um, they just give her good comebacks. Yeah. And she doesn't take any shit. And it doesn't matter who's doing the writing. She seems, the the character actually seems consistent in different properties, which is quite a feat. Yeah. Um, Unless I don't know something and it's the same writer just writing her. She's, her personality, uh, the things that she says. Uh, are fairly consistent. And I absolutely loved that just out of nowhere, she says, sweet Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you get a good, um, a good creating team and you're like, Hey, character from this other show as the actress who is, 
who's the character. I want you to help guide your character. Yeah, super. Yeah, maybe. That's the kind of thing that, um, oh crap, Bill Lawrence would do. That yeah. Zach Braff has learned is to let the actor who knows the character more. Yeah. Run the character. I mean, obviously you're going to write for them, but. Yeah. Well, it's possible. But, but, you know, her, her going, um, oh yeah, you're going to China to go beat the shit out of some really scary people. And I don't have any training at all whatsoever. Uh, I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah. And when she's wrong, she fully admits it. She's like, mm, you know how I said I was coming with you to China? I really wish I had said that. <laughs> okay. So I didn't do comps because it's a Netflix show. So we've got first appearances again. Okay. Uh, Danny Rand. Uh, Mr. Iron Fist himself makes his first appearance in May of 74 in Marvel Premiere 15. Oh, I've never heard of Marvel Premiere. Uh, it was, um, Marvel had a, a quite a, a long streak of starting up anthology kinds of books so yeah. that they could test drive characters That's and see stuff. Can, can I ask you something? Sure. Um, did you recognize Danny, the guy that plays Danny, at all? No. Not a single inkling? Uh, do you know that he played uh, Loras Tyrell on Game of Thrones? The Knight of Flowers? Okay. I am not remembering the Knight of Flowers. That's the one who I am seeing. was secretly gay. And they married that dark-haired chick off to him. Okay. I'll have to take your word for it because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I might be. That show was so long ago. Um, and it was um, it was dense. Yeah. And so Danny appears in the comics about two years after Luke Cage. And what I know most about Danny Rand prior to this is that him and Luke are buddy cop, best buds, kind of. Okay. Uh, well, apparently he, we're going to see him in Luke Cage in an episode. Yeah. Um, so that tracks. Colleen Wing first appears also in Marvel Premiere about four months later in November of 74. Uh, so she's been around for a while, too. And then Davos, who I thought was quite an interesting character, um... We'll, we'll dig into him quite a bit. He appears when Iron Man gets his number, his first number one book. Iron Man or Iron Fist? He appears when Iron Fist gets his own book in November of 75. Okay. Um, in the show, they they have him. He's like an agent of... of jealousy like it, that's mostly what his character brings to the show so far I feel like we didn't really get a good picture of his character I mean obviously he's dedicated to the way things are supposed to be like yeah. following the tradition and doing the right thing but he is also burning with jealousy because he didn't get the iron fist but here's the thing I I was picturing like they're all training and learning the ways of the iron fist but they're not actually learning the ways of the Iron Fist because old Danny there doesn't know shit about his own powers. 
So I don't know what they're doing up there playing around. Um, I thought that the power would, would be bestowed by the universe on the one in the group that was the best. But it looks more like um, how the Pope gets picked. God doesn't pick the Pope. A couple of people go, mm, yeah, I think it's that guy. And then they send him off to go fight a dragon. Apparently. And if he wins the battle of the dragon, but the dragon who can't die. So how do you know if you won the battle? But the dragon just goes, yeah, fine, whatever, you can have it. But, well, I could do that standing at the mouth of the cave and singing uh, the same song over and over and over again. Mm. I'm the Iron Fist because I'm cleverer than you. Uh, I don't don't like that system, and that needs to get fixed. That is not how thousands of years' worth of tradition should be going. Well, next time you're in Kowloon. Listen. Okay. So what is the... What is the point of the season? What is the... I mean, I don't think there is... It's, there's not one single point of the season because... Well, I mean... The final point of the season would be fuck the fist. No, the hand. Yes. Sorry. Fist is from something else. He's the iron fist. Yes. Shit. I'm having a brain fart. Okay, the fist and the hand. God damn, what? who came up with these damn names? <laughs> okay, so the hand, definitely a cult, definitely bad guys. But then the season is also, um, whatever the fuck was going on with the Meachums. That was such a huge part of the season that didn't need to be. We didn't. Did we need any of that? Oh yes, we did. I, I for what? Is it setting up for something later? No, it, it was pretty important to the season. But it really wasn't. Okay. I don't think it was. So here's my take on the point. I, I mean, I just feel like you can't say there's a single point to an entire season of a show. Because I, it it's like a it's a book with chapters. There's more than one point. I think that the for me, the point of this season is finding a sense of belonging. Oh, you mean like a deeper meaning? No, 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 no. I mean even a, a point, a primary plot, a a the what is this season conveying to me? And it is trying to find a a place. To belong. Well, if that's if that's what you're asking for when you ask that question, because that's that's not the question you want to ask to get that kind of answer out of me. The theme of the season is whiny bitches be whining. <laughs> okay, so because no, seriously, it, in what place could you be? more in your place in the universe than a bestowed upon you by a God power where you have a specific job label sure, and a specific SOP and And people you've grown up with for 15 years that are your literal tribe of people. Certainly. And while he was stuck there, 
he thought that that was what he wanted. He thought that was going to give him a sense of belonging. He thought that that was going to fill the hole that was left when his parents both died. Sure. Well, Once, not, but the, the, the joke is that nothing fills that hole. No, that's, nothing's going to fill that hole. But he that's, that is the purpose of the season is him looking to fill that hole. Okay, but both, didn't you get the impression that he didn't actually want to be there for the 15 years? That he was only there because he literally couldn't escape? Yeah. He, he said... He tried to book it out of there, and there was just no door. Yeah, exactly. So as soon as he could, he went home because he had the Meachams that he – like his parents were dead, but he had the Meachams, and he remembered they were family. But they, they weren't were – home. They weren't no, – okay, they, they were – They were. maybe they represented home, and he built up their relationship, but we saw bits and pieces. Oh, absolutely. And they were not nice people. Yeah, no, fucking the ward was a was – a, Evil. Son of a bitch. But in Danny's mind, which never really fully developed. Oh, yeah. He's definitely stuck at 10. Uh, that was home. So as soon as he could, he booked it home. And when that sense of home didn't give him what he was looking for, then he started looking for vengeance as his purpose, his belonging. Yeah. Uh, this whole this whole season. And then it's not just Danny, right? Ward jacked up as hell looking for a sense of belonging and ownership in his world while he's being a puppet for his pretend dead daddy. He's looking for belonging. I think he's looking for freedom. I think Ward's Ward's issue is not belonging because he very literally belongs to his father. He is owned by his father. I think I, he his his whole theme the entire season was get me out of here. He had the opportunity to take a hundred million dollars and wanted out of there so bad that he was willing to take less than thirty. Um, I mean, like we. And I'm still not sure if he is a good guy or not. Well, and we'll dive into each one of these characters themselves. Uh, I just I feel like every one of them, down to Colleen and even uh, to some extent Claire. Is looking for that that connection that community. Why Claire? Um, well, she is right now kind of alone. She knows all of these supers. She's not super herself. Her boyfriend's in jail, but she doesn't even. Well, she doesn't call him her. Doesn't boyfriend. even admit that he's her boyfriend. Well, I'm assuming that they have an understanding because yeah. he's going to be in jail until he decides not to be in jail anymore. <laughs> Okay, let's let's dive into that. Well, I'm, just, I'm just saying you're. I I understand where you're coming from with the theme, but the, I don't think that applies to Claire. I don't think that's what Claire's doing here. I think Claire. The reason Claire was in the vicinity was because she was like, if I'm going to be around all these supers, I better be able to defend myself. <laughs> um. And I also think that she. She has such a strong moral compass that when she sees that there's something she can do by stepping in, she's going to do it, whether oh. whether it's to her benefit or not. Uh, I think that's how she gets roped in there. I mean, but I mean, for me, though, the thing, the theme that I'm getting, the one thing that was really driving me bonkers is that everybody was whining. Everybody. These people are multimillionaires. 
and um and and well billionaires uh point of fact billionaires um and we've got danny going oh i can drive without a license didn't you know i'm a billionaire (laughs) he picked that up right fast didn't he (laughs) um and claire's always whining or not claire uh what's her name miss meacham joy joy is always bitching um like clearly her dad dying defined her life and she's willing to do anything i don't know if it's for the money or if it's to uphold her dad's um legacy but i don't know she's always whining ward's always whining Danny's always whining. The only two people not whining are Claire and uh, Colleen. Strangely enough, those are the two characters I like in the show. <laughs> oh, and Madame Gao, she's fucking awesome. Well, if she wasn't evil, I would love the shit out of her. Let's dive into some of the characters then. Well, yes, please, because that's what I've been doing this whole time. And uh, since Gao is the one you said last, let's start with her. Okay. Because I got so confused Mm. this season about Gal. Uh, why? Because I know her to be a bad guy. Yes. She is a bad guy. She's such a bad guy that the kingpin talks to her... With respect. With respect. Well, I feel as if that's because... Kingpin is disposed to respect women and especially his elders. I don't think that I don't think that he's seen something from her that scares him, that makes him behave that way. I think that's his personality. Because if you watch the way he treats his girlfriend, he treats his girlfriend with the same amount of respect. Fair enough. Madame Gao's very um aura, the way she holds herself, the way she she expects reverence yeah. and holds herself that way. So it it kind of makes people who are just automatically nice people or or afraid <laughs> just revere her. Um but also have you seen that chick climb a wall like fucking Spider-Man? <laughs> I mean, you all you need to do is see that little old lady do some magic shit one time and you're like, okay. Yes, ma'am. I mean, anybody who spent the better part of the 17th century being interrogated is probably a bad guy, right? Do you know what they used to do to people in the 17th century to 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 interrogate people? How was she in one piece? What the hell did she know that they wanted so bad? <laughs> if she could climb the walls like Spider-Man, how did they have her for a whole hundred years? Yeah, like after 25, 30 years, you kind of get bored of asking the same questions, the same people. Like, no, it's not for 100, in, for 100 years. It's not the same guy. You're it's not rotating even the same generation. Interrogators, right? Yeah. It's like by the time she's done, it's the great grandkid of the guy that captured her. And he's like, all right, kid, get your teeth wet. Try and get some information out of her. <laughs> Here's my problem. Okay, Madam Gow is never going to tell you the truth about anything. You can't believe anything that comes out of her mouth. Because, first of all, 
she seems to be everywhere and know everything. Yeah. Somehow she can see you through the camera. <laughs> she has some kind of Jedi mind vision thing going. Um, I swear to God, she's psychic. Yeah. Um, she's she's long lived, if not immortal. Um, I didn't see anything about her, like a special ring or something. Like maybe her cane is some kind of magic-y thing. I don't think we're ever going to find out. I think that she's just, and don't correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to know. But I feel like she's just always going to be a mysterious character that you don't understand, which makes her way cooler than yeah. all the other bad people. Like, you don't know why she's bad. You don't know why she's okay with the drugs. You don't really know what she wants out of the drugs. I mean, I, is it that she wants lots of money or is it that she enjoys power? Is she like a one-woman Illuminati? I mean, What's somebody's going to make money off drugs, so it might as well be me? I mean, I, I mean, if you're immortal, you need to be able to have crap tons of money. Yeah. And uh, also, if you're immortal, an individual's life is really not that important. It goes by in a snap for you. Yeah. I. She claimed that she had not lied to Danny. She was very specific. I, I've never lied to him. Yes, to him specifically. Which I believed for some reason. Um, be, yeah, me too, for some reason. Because I don't believe anything else that comes out of her mouth. Um, except she, when I went and thought about it, she didn't really say much to him. She speaks in very vague terms. Oh, yeah. And she might say something that sounds like a statement, but it has a question mark at the end. Or you're going down a road that you're not going to want to go down. Yeah. The way she's, I mean, she could, she could possibly say she'd never lied to anybody because of the way she speaks. Because if you say something in a sarcastic manner, people think you're being sarcastic and don't listen to actual words you're saying. But you could say, oh, yeah, I absolutely drove your car into a cement wall. <laughs> that was me. I did it. It's the fucking truth. But the way it came out of your mouth sounds like it wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, um, I kind of want to go back and write down everything that she ever said to him specifically. But it, Because I feel like there are clues in there that I wasn't paying attention to up until then. But it makes me wonder why him. He's the Iron Fist. Yeah. Okay. Well, but okay, so n here's the deal. She'll lie to anybody but the Iron Fist. Okay, so I'm thinking that the Hand and the Iron Fist, there's like, you know, um, a common theme to the two names. Sure. Right? So what I'm assuming is, or the, the story I'm telling in my, myself in my head, is that they're like... Um, the Christian church at the beginning. And then they split up because these guys want to do things this way because they think, you know, they're the Shane and uh, the Iron Fist group is the Rick. Uh, and if you haven't watched Walking Dead, that's not going to mean shit to you. But um, so they separated. But that deep respect of the, the magical 
dragon iron fist power would still be there. Okay. Especially since she's obviously thousands of years old. She might have been there when the schism happened. Right? So. So that's what I'm guessing because, um, her specifically, she, there's a very heavy weight and import put on the respect and reverence, um, you know, for tradition, for the, the spirituality. That's what I'm guessing. Then what's her role in the hand? Because this Bakudo guy, who, total <laughs> dick. Nobody. But, like, he's acting like he's an entirely different hand than she is. Well, he it's, said to Danny when he was pretending to be a good guy that she was different. Oh, but he still captured her and put her in friggin'. Yes. Do you think she can be held prisoner by a lock? On a door? I Fair enough. There's a window. Yeah. She w- she stayed there and waited until Danny came for her. Yeah. Because that was the next thing in her quest. Because, because here's the deal. Um, she's thinking six or ten or twenty steps ahead of all the other mortals. Um, she has a plan. I don't know if she's actually associated with the, the Bakuda, whoever the fuck, idiot, asshole, too young to actually be the master of all these people. I don't, I have no faith in youth. Well, okay, but he's not necessarily young. He's, he's got that, he's, I've been brought back to life thing going on too. Yeah, maybe he's been brought back to life. Here's the thing, uh, that doesn't mean that he's been around a long time. No. He has the immaturity and lack of, of foresight and wisdom of a young person. This is what I'm basing my my assumption of his age on his behavior. I don't think that he's necessarily immature. I think he's got a modern idea. Because what he's doing with his part of the hand is he is creating an insurgency. He's putting people mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And, like, it's going to be like when when Hydra popped out of the shield. Yes. It's just like, well, everybody's involved. Yes. Um, but it also seems new. It seems fairly new. It is a modern idea, this insurgency. But that doesn't mean he's young. I mean, that doesn't mean he, no. He, ha- he, he has a youthful feel to me. Not, okay. Not like a teenager, but he's not... I don't know. He he has temper tantrum later that just makes me think that he's not he's not the wise, intelligent uh, leader that he thinks he is. Okay. I I think it's um. But there's also a, a theme of immaturity that was really driving me nuts. Well, and it ties into that that theme that I was talking about for the overall theme of the season, right? He has created a home for people. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got. Sensei's out there all over the place, training people, finding the the, the cast off, cast offs of society. Yep. And then he's giving them a, a home and a purpose. And he's doing the exact same thing that the army does. Sure. It's the exact same. You go and grab the poor, the homeless, um, the misfits, uh, the people without families, and you give them a purpose and a reason. And then you have loyal for life. Yeah. 
minions, essentially. Yeah. Well, because that doctor said, well, I'll, I could get fired for giving you this medicine, but the hand comes first. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, um, and maybe this is just such a deeply ingrained rule in my brain, but I feel like uh, Madame Gal is definitely the person who's in charge of the hand. Okay. Um, and she has um, delegated because she she has her own agenda and, and like he can kind of keep shit clean. Bakudo can keep shit clean where he's at. Yeah. And she's doing dirty illegal stuff so that there can be a separation so that you know, like the joke I made about the hand, because dude said, oh, if you cut off the head, the snake will die. But if the hand has five fingers. Yeah. So if you cut off Madame Gal, there's still Bakudo. If you take out Bakudo, there's still Madame Gal. And theoretically, three other fingers. Which? Probably Nobu being one of them. Maybe. Although Madame Gal seemed like she was in charge of him, too. I don't know. Maybe she's just a thumb, so she's like the. the she's lead queen finger. bitch of everything. I I haven't done any research on her, and I haven't come up across any of the hand stuff really in the comics yet. So this this Defender series is really my introduction, um, beyond what I gather by watching the Ninja Turtles. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> Um, Heroes in a half shell. So, <gasps> Turtle Power. Yes, Turtle Power. I can't believe you didn't sing it. <laughs> so, Davos. I. Yes. I feel bad for him. Mm hmm. I also feel like they picked the perfect person to play that character. I can't imagine any other face with those feels. Well, it's weird to me, though, that this ancient, um, I don't know what ethnicity these guys are, but Himalayan, but he is, uh, like Indian and they let in a white kid, which was the biggest mistake they could possibly have made. (laughs) I mean, I know they found him stray in a blizzard. Yeah. Uh, and they... It would have been rude of them just to let him die. But what were they thinking? I would have made him the towel boy or something. I don't know. It just makes me wonder how diverse and inclusive this group is. Seeing as they're only their doors only open every 15 years. Like, yeah. and, and, it, and it didn't seem very easy to get to the door. No. But also, Davos is like fairly young. Yeah. So what are they doing? Just nabbing kids? Like, what's... I'm wondering... Well, okay, Davos called Danny basically an outlander. Yeah. Davos was born there. Okay. So I think they have a a society and a culture there in this one of the cities of heaven. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, I I didn't really picture this city... uh, I didn't like elaborate it in my yeah, imagination. Yeah, they showed it on the side of the mountain once, and then they showed it 
carved yeah. out of the mountain. Like a whole society? Or I kind of was just assuming that it wasn't like a city or a town, but it was like a monastery with yeah. training people. But like, how, this is going to come cut more into Danny than, than Davos. But there's only one Iron Fist at a time, I assume. It's like the Slayer. Yeah. Right? New one gets chosen after the old one dies. Yeah. So what happened that it just so happened Danny shows up at the right time to train up to become the Iron Fist right when they need a new one? Well, I mean, the old one's got to go at some point. Yeah, it's a mighty maybe maybe, maybe he retired. I don't think you can't retire from a mystic sure uh, calling. Sure you can. You think the last pope retired? Tell me, tell me that the pope isn't uh, like he, the pope is supposed to be like divine, chosen by God. Yes. Sure, but he doesn't get a dragon tattoo on his chest. Neither did Danny. It's not really a. It's not a tattoo. Remember, it's the mark. Yes. So it can come off. I guess. I and just, the little dragon just flies away off of his chest and goes. I guarantee you, at some point, that dragon's gonna fly off his chest and and it's gonna jump onto somebody else. Okay. I just I feel bad for Davos. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it should have been his. Uh, in his. And, Sipes. In his eyes, yeah. And if not him, one of his other classmates that were... Mm-hmm. but And he would have actually done the job. This this outlander comes and takes the job, and then, like a f- millennial, mm-hmm. decides, oh, uh, I'm just going to abandon my post and go back to New York. And so Davos chases him to New York. I think the only reason he wanted to be the Christ is so he could escape. He He's given up his vow of celibacy. He's given up his, his vow, uh, all of, of his vows. You think he has a vow of poverty also? Possibly. Uh, all of his vows are out the window. He's running around New York. He's wearing shoes now. Right? And Davos says, hey, bro, uh, remember that oath you oathed? Uh-huh, where you're supposed to protect the entire of your peoples? Yeah. Uh, we need you back mm-hmm. home. Yeah. And Danny's like, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill some people. Not only that, but this idiot advertises that he is the iron fist every Everyone. chance he gets. So then everybody knows yeah. that the gate is not and not only is the gate open because here he is, but it's unprotected. But it's unprotected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't feel too bad that Davos like, like wanted to punch him in the face a little bit. Yeah, but not only that, but um, Shithead didn't even stick around to learn about his power. No. Like, they had him guarding without, like, shouldn't they have been training him and telling him, hey, yeah. by the way, you can heal. And hey, by the way, both your hands can light up. Yeah, well, Bakudo, how does how does the hand know more about the Iron Fist powers than the Iron Fist? Uh, because the Iron Fist is a childish, immature white oh. guy who was a child of billionaires, so he feels entitled. He's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He's not reading the handbook. It, <laughs> And that's how you know he shouldn't be in that position, because he didn't care enough to be learning about it. Like, 
I don't you think- know that that information was somewhere to be asked and answered or read or something. Well, I kind of got the idea that his his sensei, the guy that was talking to him in his mind mm-hmm. quite a bit, I kind of got the feeling that that dude was a little uh, slow in coming with the information. Because all he wanted was, well, the Iron Fist is a living weapon. Mm-hmm. He wanted somebody who executed orders. Mm-hmm. He didn't want somebody that made thoughts. Well, I'm sure but that... But the, or- the orders are stand at the gate... Don't um, let anybody through. Like every 15 years when the gate is open, you go stand there. Yeah. I'm guessing that during the fi- the years that the door is closed, you're off living your own life. Sure. And when it opens again, because of the position of the stars in the universe or whatever the fuck. And like. Yeah. I, and if you have to become, if you have to be a warrior, if you get attacked, you're there with the powers and you do the thing. I just feel like he would have learned about open up your hand and heal some shit. When his sensei needed him to heal somebody. Yeah, but that's not a good way to teach people things. No, it's it's not a good way to teach people things. But he wasn't about teaching people things. He was about having a weapon. I don't teach my rifle how to reload itself. You don't? Because if my rifle was sentient and could do that, that's the first <laughs> thing I would teach it. They yeah. have. I mean, my approach... My approach to this sort of thing is you do not know what could possibly happen. If something happens to you before you have taught this guy everything and no one else knows this info and it's not written down in the library. And if you die, the information is lost. This is how traditions get lost after a generation or two. This is how people don't even know the names of their great, great grandparents. You know, it's okay. it's okay. it's ignorant. You teach everything. You you should be teaching all of the students in the dojo should all know everything there is to know about the Iron Fist. Because presumably, if Danny is a dumb fuck and gets killed, and another one of them is gonna have to step up. Yeah. So it's just like in Buffy, where in America she's a lazy bitch who cares more about pigtails and ribbons and shit and makeup and boys but in in europe we've got like 40 potentials all way more badass than buffy in training constantly and and not having their own lives and their own boyfriends because and they're just potentials yeah i okay which one of the meetings do you think was least important joy Okay, we'll talk about her first. Yeah, she was just there to um, to be the one to get soft and let Danny in. Okay, yes. She had a stronger connection with Danny, so when it was time to recognize Danny was who he said he was, she was pivotal. That's what I just said. And I said yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that uh, there's a little bit more to her than that. This poor woman lost her dad at a young age. Mm-hmm. Been and, he, there. and he has been alive and in hiding for freaking 13 years. Yeah, but she didn't know that. She didn't know it, but her brother did. Yeah. Right? 
that that reveal, that moment of reveal. I, okay, but her lack of reaction, her lack of anger. Yeah, I pissed me off. It. If my dad walked in that door right now, I would injure him. Physically, bodily, mortally wound him. Like, oh, I thought you were dead. Now Let's you're going to be dead. Yeah. I, because uh, that's just not a forgivable thing. No. You, you're telling me you can't, like, send a text message? Not only that. But then as soon as I find out he's been watching my every move and I have had no privacy the entire time, yeah. I'm even more livid. Yeah. You can text me or send a letter in the mail because the hand isn't fucking watching your mail, right? I mean, obviously they're observing because we saw the um, surveillance room yeah. uh, that Bakudo had that um, dude reacted to very violently and weirdly. Uh, but you could have dropped the info. I, and, I, and if I'm your daughter... Like, my dad would know if you tell Stacy, don't tell anybody I'm alive. Like, you can't come see me, but we can communicate. He would know damn well I would never tell anybody. So yeah. if he popped up, I feel like I'm still the same person I was the last time my dad saw me. He would know, you know. That, that secret I would take with me to the grave if I had to, but also I'd be fixing it. The son? Why did he think his son, his ward's a moron? Yeah. Jordan was way more dedicated to that company. Uh-huh. Well, you know you know why his dad picked him? A penis. He automatically assumed the one with the penis was going to be the more valuable child. Also, the, the Everybody more, knows the girl child is the one that does all of the work. The more puppetable child, too, right? Because dad... Like that whole time, Daddy was feeding Ward all of the decisions. All of the decisions that Claire was like, I can always trust Ward will come up with the right idea, even if I don't yeah. believe in him. Yeah, no, that, all that. And so that brings us really to Ward because. Well, hold on though. Yeah. I was going to say, remember when she found out her dad was alive? She was also immediately his puppet. That's fair. You saw her get uncomfortable. Yes. A couple of times. And she was like, mm, something's off. And then she immediately dismissed her own, this is how you get murdered. She did not stay sexy. She did what the guy said and didn't listen to her own instincts. And she should have. When he touched her shoulder and like was squeezing it a little bit. Yeah. And she kind of side-eyed him a little bit. She should have gotten up right then and left and not come back. I I just don't understand where she's coming from. I mean, I get, obviously, I get the, I miss my daddy. Because when you're a kid and you have a good daddy, when you're a little kid, he's the smartest, he's the strongest, you feel safe. Yeah. You know? But you don't get that, you're not getting that feeling back. Especially after, I mean, he was, something's wrong with him. Like, but intermittently, not all the time. I kept waiting for him to snap her neck. It was weird. I didn't, anyway, but I, I think that he could have puppeted her just as well as, as Ward. And 
she probably would have had she would have been the better choice, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ward, at the beginning, when Danny first shows up, Ward seems like he's got everything together. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then he's a little angry, though. Yeah. I mean, of course, he's a little angry because he knows he's a puppet. He's not making any decisions well, but, on his own. I mean, but before we know that. Yeah. But, yes. Uh, but it rapidly just falls into uh, frantic, petulant, disobedient in the stupidest ways, mm -hmm. self-destructive behavior that... Yeah. I'm wondering how much of that was all of a sudden and how much of that had been... Uh, happening in the background because when he started having issues with the drugs it seemed to me like that wasn't the first time that was happening uh, I get the impression that he's been not all there the whole time um, he reacted so angrily to Danny showing up he was immediately violent and angry yeah like I get it. Your first assumption would be, you know, where's he been for 15 years? He's got to be faking. But you also know the plane went down in the Himalayas and he shows up looking like he bought clothes from the Himalayan uh, Old Navy <laughs> and he's not wearing shoes. Does it take a 10 year old 15 years to walk home? Maybe. <laughs> with with no ID and no way to communicate, and no money. Maybe it does take 15 years to yeah. go to the other side of the planet. Um, or, you know, <laughs> like a lost child in America would go into the foster care system and have no control over where they went. So why would you immediately dismiss? I mean, you know, be skeptical. Sure. But find out. If it is Danny, he owns 51% of the company. And... I don't know, maybe I'm just weird, but wouldn't you want to do the right thing? Like, wouldn't you want to just be like, okay, let's confirm it's you and then give him what is rightfully his so that you're not getting sued and making a hit? Like, you make it everybody's business if you do it the way he did. Joy's instinct was to have the conversation. Yeah. But Ward, like, Ward... In control of the company, but not really because yeah. Daddy is. Well, so and then there's this whole board bullshit. He's got this this tenuous control of a thing that he wants to be in charge of. No, but he doesn't though. Yeah, and no, I mean he doesn't want any of it. No, no, no. He wanted it. He, what he wanted the company. He wanted to be the man. Yeah, I didn't get that impression. Oh, yeah. He he absolutely did. Uh, everything, all of that spiral was, I'm supposed to be in charge, but dad's running shit. And I'm supposed to be in charge, but this guy who's been dead for 15 years well, shows up and okay. is in charge Here's of shit. Here's the deal about the dad, though. It's like he doesn't realize he could just not go there. What's his dad going to do to him? Nothing. He's not alive. The hand would kill him. That's, I mean, how does he, he, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, no, that's no, the that's understanding. What dad, that, but that's what dad yeah. told him. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's true. But he it, believes it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, but, you know, you can just walk away. 
you wouldn't have all the gajillions of dollars, but your freedom isn't worth the trade. Eh. I don't know. I I don't understand these characters because the the weakness, not being able to say what they want, yeah, it drives me nuts. I don't understand it. Just open your mouth. Do the thing. People can't make you do stuff if you don't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Um. So then Harold. Harold is Frank and Stein. Uh, <laughs> Also, another giant descent. Now, they said every time you come back to life, you lose a little bit of yourself. And he did seem like... That bothers me, though, because um, Nobu didn't seem to have that issue. No, but he was was down for a while. Like, he was off screen for a long time. They probably, if you're one of them, Mm -hmm. they probably, when you die, they put you somewhere where you can come back to yourself in a stable environment yeah. and like recuperate a little bit, recenter your chi and then go out into the world. Uh, well, that's there. White old white guys, not centering his chi anywhere. No, that's there. That makes actually, that makes sense. That does. That helps me a little bit because Nobu being in control of himself does not seem like Harold. No, I, that was disturbing. That guy is a damn good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, he's a little bit like Madame Gao in that he's just this giant mystery. I kept waiting for there to be like a definitive, oh, yeah, he's been a bad guy this whole time. Because he was kind of, they kind of played him off like he seems evil, but what it actually is, he's, He's a prisoner of these people yeah. and has to act this way. And then what you end up getting is just like this kind of a throwaway line where you find out that he's he's been orchestrating this situation this whole time. But it, it wasn't like a big revelation. It was just, oh, yeah, I'm a dick and Danny can die now. Yeah. And. Like the whole the whole movie we're 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 going back and forth the whole show yeah thirteen hour movie mm-hmm. um the whole show we're we're going back and forth as to who killed Danny's parents right well I uh, knew who we, killed Danny's parents we think it's that of course yes because we've watched enough Monk to be able to suss that mystery out well but also it's it's a Marvel theme yeah. um. But so Danny's like, okay, the hand, and then zeroes in on Gal, and it's like very focused. But we find out that it was it was Harold all along. Yeah. Like the hand said, hey, uh, we want in on your business, kill your partner so that we Well, can. they went to the partner first. Yeah. Because obviously he owns 51% of the company. They go to him first. And he sacked up and said no. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not really a bad deal. Immortality, lots of money, drugs, though. Yeah. And the thing that you've built up isn't yours anymore. No, it really isn't. And, and if they get caught, you're the one that goes down. It's not a good deal. But if you're, what are you getting out of it though? Besides the immortality, he probably didn't know that he was going to have to live in hiding. But 
and that's the thing. He, yeah, I don't understand why that happened. I don't why mean, did they do that? Because he publicly died of cancer, and explaining how he didn't would have been difficult. No, he's a billionaire. You just you just go off to like a spa in 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 I don't know the Netherlands, yeah. die there, come back to life, come back looking refreshed, and go. The air cured me. Yeah, it's just. It was a, another good way for the hand to control him. But if I'm yeah, him. Also a really good way. that See, you do shit like that, and that's how you get people to revolt. If I'm him and making that decision, mom's already out of the picture, right? Yeah, that's a character so, we need to talk about. The Meacham's mom? Mm-hmm. We, we don't know anything about her. We talk about her. Exactly. Okay. Meacham, the, the Meacham mom is already out of the picture for whatever reason. So these two kids who are teenagers are about to be parentless. The company is about to be thrown to whoever. Well, them as teenagers. Yeah. Apparently. And so. Which. Uh, the decision to. Tell me the board agreed on to that. That makes no sense. The decision to. Uh. To, to do what the hand says, to not die, but rather stay alive with your kids and your company. But only That's, one of the kids for some stupid reason. I'm that again, I'm reasonably certain that that would have been a uh, clause that was uh, in the afterwards. That's another one of those the warnings come out with the spell. Hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, who's she going to tell? Why? I don't know. Oh, because, you know why? Because the hand knows that the daughter is the one that's going to foil all the plans. That's why. Also because letting him see her from across the street is a reward. Well, except he's got cameras and shit. They control him. He's been watching her. They control him. They, They have full, he is a tool. Yeah. Mm. I just don't, I don't believe that that guy loves his kids like that. I don't, did you get the impression that he had any emotions towards them at all, except anger and disappointment? Before the first time they di- that he died? Yeah. He seemed like a dick before that to me. Yeah, but. He was, he was a in, bad, fa- they established he was a bad man. Okay. Okay. He's standing at the top of the building of the business he and his partner just finished building, and they're about to open. And they're looking over the edge and looking down the city, and his first urge is to just push his friend over the edge. Yeah. His son is a piece of shit dickhead. Where do you think he got that from? <laughs> He's the, the boy is showing signs of having been abused. Okay. Because he's taking it out on Danny, who's smaller and younger. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Dad was evil before evil tapped him for their plan. Mm-hmm. I'd, so. I I noted that we should talk about Danny's parents. I don't know that we got a lot about them to talk about. No. Um, no. Because. Because what we know of them is from Danny's perspective and having them die at 10. At 10, you don't know your parents. No. 
At 10, you haven't gotten into any trouble. Your parents haven't screamed at you or grounded you yet or, you know, so everything is still hunky. If your parents are halfway nice people, then at 10, you still haven't, like, gotten any resentment or anything. So his parents were saints. So I don't trust anything that we got about his parents. And the other windows we get into them is from Harold and from Gal. Which are, well, Gal, um, Gal says his dad had no honor, but we don't know what the fuck that means. Just maybe he said he was going to do something and then decided not to. But if he was going to do something for her, it was probably something bad. So, you know, you could assume one way or the other, but you wouldn't know. And anything coming from Harold is going to be skewed. Oh, yeah. Uh, because Harold had the lesser part of the company. So I'm going to guess, you know, maybe he didn't have such a hard time killing his friend because then the whole company goes to him. I'm sure they had a whole, like, insurance uh, transfer of uh, power thing when the um, they both died at the same time. Well, I mean, they all died. So I'm guessing there was like a... Uh, a tiered system of control. Yeah. Yeah, no, every, he's just evil. Um, and there's these weird flashes of him, of Harold being nice that make it confusing, but he's evil. Okay. Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. I'm, All I got from her, this is it. She was like, a homeless kid or a reject or whatever. Yep. Got picked up by a cult. A la Ward from um, also the hand. No, that's Hydra. Uh, Hydra. Sorry. Hydra. Um, basically the same cult, different name. I swear to God. Um, she thinks we're good guys, hunky dory. And, and she's, She's just a sensei. There's not much to her. She's badass. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's oh. badass, but, like, her character, she didn't really have any character development. She's just kind of like a blank, one-dimensional character for me. The reveal that she and Bakudo are hand kind of hurt my heart a little bit because I was expecting her to be the, the shining yeah. Good guy the whole way through. The thing that doesn't make any sense to me, though, and I don't know if they just, I don't know if the writers just threw them together because they're supposed to be together or if they're trying to insinuate that there's some, like, universal plan going on. But Danny only knows her because she happened to be putting up advertisements for her dojo. Yeah. And he... This is the first time I don't like Danny because he tries to talk to her and she's like, whatever, dude, bye. And he follows her and then inserts himself into her dojo and won't take go away for an answer. No. Um, And then he he's like, well, I can teach here at your dojo. And she says, no. And the next thing you know, he's smacking the fucking shit out of one of her students with a stick in the leg, which, by the way, in the in the ankle, that fucking hurts like a... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that kid deserved to get hit, but... No. That you, as an adult teaching a class, 
when you have stu- there is no fucking hitting. No, I mean, there's no hitting. You're not splinter. <laughs> These aren't fucking orphans. Um, you don't hit students. Certainly not like that. Did you? I had some PTSD flashbacks when he did that because yeah. I I saw it coming. I I I hate it, but he I knew what was going to happen. He he good actor. The intent was in his back. You could see that he was going to do that. And I was like, oh, God, duck. Mm. That pissed me off. And I'm sorry, but if that had been my dojo, he would not have been back again, or I would have beat the fucking shit out of him. And then if beating the shit out of him didn't work, I would have shot him. You do not hit my students. You're not a teacher here. Now, I agree with the words that he said. That they should be respecting the sensei and they need to be respecting the dojo and they shouldn't be fucking off. But she should have turned around and respect my students. Yeah. But she, but she should have told her students to fucking cut it out. She should be commanding more authority. Than yeah. That. But but fuck Danny, this would be the end of his TV show. It kind of it kind of makes sense that she's. Not really regimented in her teachings because she's the, she's the honey in the trap, right? She's the first stage of let me lure in these, these kids. Yes, but kids like discipline. Kids like structure. This, they would be coming back. You, if you're fucking off, you're not learning anything. Which is how Cobra Kai got to be so big. Mm. But yeah, they kept coming back and bringing more people with them. Um, she's, I don't know. She was, I wanted her to be good. I know that to she, me, she, she is not a sensei. No. And I know that she is going to be important to, to Danny and to the heroes for hire. Well, except for Gao said, he doesn't belong to you. That's not where your path is going. Yeah. And I believe her when she says that. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was thrown for a loop when it turned out she was hand. Uh, and then well, I was only thrown for a loop because it didn't make any sense. The only reason, come on, what are the odds in that whole city? One of the representatives of the hand runs into the fist, and and she didn't even, yeah, she didn't even ask him to come or anything. He he. Inserted himself. That's that's a hell of a coincidence. I didn't like that writing. Yeah, and well, um, and as soon as, like, as soon as he starts being like, "Yo, your hand, I can't, I'm, we can't be friends anymore." She helps him escape and just does a, a, a yeah. I don't know her allegiance the to the must hand. Be good. I mean, if the fist is iron. Uh. No, it, it lasts for like two fucking seconds. His team isn't strong enough. <laughs> no, see, and that's the other thing. It's like this power, as it stood, before I understood that he's just an idiot, as it stood, the power was your hand lights up and it's a super strong single punch one time. So it should be like a finish him move, not a I'm going to start this fight move. And then what? Are you, where are you going from there? Nowhere. Yeah, but he's like 
blocking like, bullets and shit with it. Yeah, but that's like, you know, being in a line of scrimmage and then, like, using your cannon instead of your bayonet. Yeah. Like, don't, you can't start there. And then that's it. That's just one. He can't recharge his chi and use it again. That's useless. I'd have a shield made out of stainless steel that would be more useful than that. <laughs> My turn to be. I mean, it starts out lame that because he's had the power for like five minutes. But once the well, bad guys start teaching him how to use it, it, it seems like it's a pretty versatile tool. Well, and if you pay attention to the video, they have, um, which government was it? They got the video of the, um, of the Iron Fist fighting. Yes. Yeah. You remember? The, the video that Bukudo showed. Yeah. Um, that guy had both of his fists glowing and he was able to sustain it for a longer amount of time. Yeah. That's just the difference between a teenager and an older guy's stamina. That's all I'm, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right. Like that guy was way more badass than Danny. So our favorite defender without any powers, Claire. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was not much to develop in her character. No, there wasn't. There wasn't a lot of growth. Now she is. Except she did gain some Wolverine claws. Yeah. And now I need to find some. Can you imagine how fucking scary I would be? I'd be walking around outside in the dark all the time. I'd be like, <laughs> I got my headphones in and I'm walking down town around the square and coming back and I'm not scared of shit. Because if somebody says tap, 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 hey, give me your money, I'd be like, shwing. What? What was that? Meow meow, motherfucker. <laughs> Seriously, I just having those fuck powers, just having the claws would make me feel so powerful. I would get in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> she. <laughs> She's like, you need to go to the hospital and get some antibiotics. He's like, don't you have any hearing? She's like, no, people keep, superheroes keep clearing, clearing me out of my medicine. <laughs> yeah, she, she is a really good, um, way to, to make references to the other people. Yeah. The thing that's driving me nuts though is, shouldn't she call Daredevil? She has established that she respects the, 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 Patient, the doctor-patient confidentiality. Okay, but she right? like, hey, it seems like we need help. She did at one point. She was like, hey, you can't do this alone. And she's like, I know a really, uh, a couple of really that, good heroes. That was in. Um, no, 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 it was in this. Luke Cage. She she said that during Luke Cage. She said so, it during this too. Did she? Because she's angling to, hey, I know a guy that can't get hurt. And Colleen's like, he's not doing it alone. I'm going with him. It's just like, oh, fuck, okay, let's do this. Yeah, see, when they don't, that's the other thing is, they don't listen. No. These, I don't understand how these people, they have senseis. Like, the idea is your sensei is your teacher. You listen to everything they say. You follow orders like a soldier. Yeah. You know, you respect them, you revere them. Shouldn't there be a built-in listen to your elders because of that? Like, they're just going off half-cocked every single time. 
every time there's any stimuli that they don't like. Yeah, no, and Claire's all like, here we go again. Yeah. Well, she she said, I'll go to China with you. Just I swear to God, just to make sure there wasn't going to be like an international <laughs> incident. <laughs> she's like, she, she's like, you're the you're the Iron Fist, and I have more experience fighting the hand than you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: if she hadn't gone to China, they would have been caught by Madame Gao. Oh yeah. Five seconds after they got there. Yeah. It's so frustrating because they're like, oh, we're gonna wait for Madame Gao, and then they're like. I'm impatient. I'm not waiting anymore. We've been here for 10 minutes. How often do you think that woman shows up there? Oh, and Claire's even like... This could be days, motherfucker. Claire's even like, stop smooching for a second. Do you think we should maybe like change our position every once in a while? Boy, that was a good idea, wasn't it? (laughs) The only problem is then she does a dumbass thing and lays on the horn... And brings people right to her. Yeah. Because, and Madam Gal's like, hmm, this sounds like a warning. Well, yes, it does. You know why? Because it's a warning. Yeah. I, I don't know that, um, like you said, she didn't really grow, but she did She did develop some tactical skills. Here's the great thing about an, an older character. She's been in how many shows now? She doesn't need to grow. There's no growing. You know her. We know her personality at this point enough to know if she does something that's out of character. We, we know we out know, of character. Yeah. Um, and she's a simple character on top of that. There's, there's not a lot to know. She's a nurse. She's grown up in Hell's Kitchen in the poor area. She's smart. She's strong. And she, she's moral. She has good morals. Yeah. Um. She's willing to to lose her job to do the right thing. Yeah. And she doesn't take anybody's shit. And her mom's cool. Yeah. Oh, and and she respects her mama. And um, willing to kill somebody over her mama, too. Like, yeah. I mean, and what else do you need to know? She's she's not like a deep, mysterious character. She doesn't be. I like her that way, actually, because it's more about her actions than it is her personality. But her, she got plenty of personality in there, too. Yeah, when we get the team-up show, uh, she better... I would like to see her heavily. continue this, um, I'm here to patch you up, but I'm also in the fray. Yeah. It, it makes me nervous when she's in the fray, but she can... Uh, I mean, like, when they had fight scenes when she was there, I was watching her more than I was watching the Iron Fist, because fuck him, obviously he's not going to die. Uh, I was watching her. And with the small amount of uh, kung fu uh, training she's gotten, she's already like defending herself well enough to not die in a fight of yeah. uh, like super ninja murdery guys. Yeah. Not ninjas, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The, Whatever the fuck those guys are in all that armor. The Foot Clan. Yeah. The Foot. <laughs> All right, so uh, the last – is there anybody you want to talk about before we, we talk about Danny? Did we miss any characters to jump yeah, out okay. To? The mom, the Meacham mom. Okay. Did we get any mention of her existence? I No, I don't think so. Were these children adopted? <laughs> Where did they come from? Is mom dead, divorced, 
murdered anything? Like, they've taken this whole being a, a Disney property uh, to heart. Yeah, I mean... Like, when have you ever had a character who... Okay, we don't know where Claire's dad is, but this isn't like Claire's show. The dad died and left them as orphans, and you literally hear nothing about mom. You know what? No, this is a very good point, and I'm going to dive into that. If this were Claire's show, Mm -hmm. her not having her dad present Mm -hmm. would at some point become a plot point where they would go out and find her dad. But... Mom not being there probably would never get talked about. It's just a thing. Mom's not there anymore. Well, I mean, I mean, like the mom having what left them or died. She had to have died if if she had just left them. Uh-huh. Then when he died while they were teenagers, she would have had to have come back into the picture. Well, she didn't have to. Yeah. No. If you're escaping your billionaire husband because he's an abusive piece of shit and you decide you're leaving your children there, you have written them off and you don't pay attention to them anymore. You are just leaving. He's a billionaire. He can find you any way he wants to. Fine. Whatever. She's dead. But see, that's the thing. Dad dying and them taking care of him and literally turning him every 20 minutes so he doesn't get bed sores. Um, that's a trauma on top of losing mom trauma. Yeah. That would inform their personalities more. Yeah. And just didn't happen. And and they, they didn't even mention it. It drives me nuts. And it's not just because she's a woman and, and apparently not fucking important enough to mention. But, like... Because, you know, if dad's not dead, wouldn't you be like, wait, you're not dead. Is mom around here somewhere? They could have been like just a throwaway line, yeah. So that we know that they're not space aliens. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just it was glaring. That's all. And I do want to give a shout out to um, Harold's poor assistant. <gasps> oh yeah. What the fuck? Like, I mean, little bro was. Kyle. Kyle, yeah, I think so. He was, he was like in way over his head and working for a bad guy and knew it. So like whatevs, but still. I mean, he was, he was surviving there being quiet. Yeah. And died because he has shitty taste in ice cream. (laughs) That, okay. So I hate that for half a second, I was like, oh my God, smack him. Because. And it wasn't necessarily the ice cream. It's just the disrespect. Yeah. Because dude went, he was doing a sweet thing. He had asked him earlier, um, Kyle, like, if you could never die, what would you do? And the first thing that he says is, I would eat ice cream for breakfast every morning. And dude kind of dismissed it and was like, whatever, you're a dork. But then he went out or ordered in, whatever, a whole bunch of different flavors of ice cream. Gourmet he, flavors. Like yeah. One of them was oh, cereal they, ice cream. They looked amazing. Yeah. Um, and like looked more like sorbet than, than ice cream 
or maybe there was a mix. I don't know, but like a whole bunch of different because he didn't know what his favorite flavor was and he wanted to give him a treat. And it was like a, a gesture of affection. Yeah. And the kid goes, oh, you got vanilla. And I swear to God, if that was one of our kids, I would just smack. What do you mean? I So disrespectful. I was taught if you go to somebody's house and they, they serve you food you don't like, you eat it anyway and you don't complain. One time I had to eat spaghetti that had spinach in it, like tomato sauce and spinach. And it was spinach from a can, not fresh, so it was all vinegary. Ugh. Do you understand? I went home. And I threw up the entire night after that. But I ate it, and I had a smile on my face, and I was respectful. Because that's what you do. Yeah. You don't go, mm, there's 32 flavors. Don't you have vanilla? No. What you have is, I'm going to take a single bite out of every single one of these and see which one's the best one. Yeah. Duh. I mean, that's that's how Gen X encounters the world. Yeah, listen, and, and that's exactly it. It's a genera- generational thing. We have fucked up and taught our children to not take any shit, right? Because we didn't take any shit. We did take the shit and then were resentful about it and said our kids don't have to do that. But then those little shits went and fucking decided to not take any shit. None of you have to take some shit. Some. You're not entitled to perfect happiness all the time, asshole. <laughs> all right. I could go on for days about that. So the Iron Fist himself. Yeah, I got nothing to say about him. Yes, I do, actually. Okay. I'll let you talk first. I really, really appreciate his, when we first meet him, his entire uh, flavor. Mm-hmm. Like his vibe, just yeah, just totally chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, a type moves. I'm yeah. not attacking you, but if you come at me, you're mm-hmm. it's not going to go well for you. It was very zen, very very straightforward. People are confrontational to him, and he's all like, you know, I appreciate what you're saying, uh, but I'd like to have my. Why? What about him? makes absolutely everybody he encounter react to him immediately with anger and violence. Did you notice that? Yeah. It Like, the receptionist, the guards. Okay, the receptionist saw Bum coming into the, uh, this place of business. Yeah. However, uh, as I was taught, uh, if someone comes into work and says, um, I need to speak to so-and-so, you'd say, let me see if they're in. Then you call them and say, hey, this is the situation. Do you want me to do deal with it? Or uh, do you want to deal with it? Because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. It could it's, be a client. That's well above your pay grade. And super rich people are sometimes real weird. Yeah. So you let the super rich person who's the boss of everything tell you what to do. You don't think of it yourself <laughs> and abuse someone. You have no idea who that person is. He he starts out just this this perfect zen. Exactly what you would expect. Yeah, from a guy who's been living in heaven for 15 years. Yeah. And then every episode, 
he like loses that that center he lost more and way. more and more to the point where like everything is a fist fight by by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but maintains his stupidity and naivete. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the real world and the the fast food and the money and the cell phones broke him. I can understand that though, because you know when we go camping for vacation and spend a week out in the woods, I am so chill. There's nothing to be mad about in the world. I'm so happy. I'm like infused with sunlight and the green from the trees. And the instant we walk in the door at home, I am immediately in the exact same level of stress as I was when we left. Mm-hmm. I completely understand it. It's you're bombarded by sights and sounds, food you're not familiar with, people who are mean. Like mean with no reason as soon as they come upon you. Um and uh you know, I'm sure he's got a foot fungus from walking in New York City with no shoes on. <laughs> you know how dirty the streets of New York are you know how many people how many people walk on a single sidewalk in downtown New York? <gasps> That's what it is. He's not losing his zen. He picked up a parasite. I'm telling you. It's the problem is that these people didn't teach him. I mean, obviously, they can't teach him about the outside world. Uh, he doesn't know how anything works. And he was never going back because he was guarding the door. Yeah. Um, he doesn't understand that people aren't all nice and honest. Uh, you'd think after the first time he gets fucked over, he'd be like, oh, I've got to be careful. Yeah. Um, the only person he starts to distrust is Colleen, and that's after he finds out she's hand. Yeah, that's annoying to me. I I don't understand. He forgives people so easily. Yeah. Um, he has no suspicious bone in his body. But then, like the longer he's there, the more immature, reactionary, violent, angry, uncentered. Like his chief finally just runs away. <laughs> And it's so bad that he can't even, like, he is so discombobulated from all of his emotions, he can't even make the Iron Fist work. Yeah. Which, you know, I I hate it and love it because it makes sense. He's new to it. He shouldn't have that much control over it. Um, I don't like, I don't like all of the mysticism, though, because they're like, oh, center your chi, and they do katas. Which, I'm watching the one guy, uh, what's his name? Bakudo. Bakudo do the kata, and he's graceful, slow, purposeful, meaningful movements. And then you look over at Dumbass, and he's just kind of waving his arms around. Like, it just seems less... Practiced. Yeah, less reverent, less meaningful. He's shortening movements and kind of speeding through it a little bit. I don't, I don't know that if they did it on purpose, they did it perfectly because, uh, well, it certainly didn't make him make me like him at all. But but if they wanted to convey an idiot who was given all this power for no goddamn reason and didn't know what to do with it, 
they did it masterfully. <laughs> the problem I'm having is not with this season, but with the anticipated second season. Because he's an idiot. I don't want him in my city, quote-unquote, protecting me from evil. Because he doesn't seem to have a good grasp of what evil is. <laughs> uh and I'm, he, I don't want, I, no, that's like, he's a, he's a private, he's a grunt. Yeah. He should not be, you know what? He's like baby Spider-Man in trying to join the Avengers. That's kind of like, I know how to do my own stuff, but I don't know how to interact with you guys. That's, that's the vibe he's given off. He's, he's not, he needs to go back home and learn some more. Well, and we'll look forward in a minute. But first, we have to close the season. Oh, God, you and your structure. I don't, it, good Lord, the arm that rubbed <laughs> off you in the wrong way. People like structure. I said children. Like discipline. That's what I said. <laughs> I'll remember that. Next time I discipline you, you can't complain. Anyway, close it out, Jay. All right. So, um... Davos is out trying to stir up shit and talk people into going after Iron Fist. At the end of the season, he's in that cafe. He's talking to somebody about oh, the Iron the Chinese, Fist. No, he's at the Chinese restaurant talking to, um, oh, what was their name? The same. The people. triad people. That's right. Were they trying? No, wait no, a minute. He wasn't trying. in that Chinese restaurant. He, they were out in the open because Gal was at a table next to him. Oh, no, 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 love. That was Joy he was talking to. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. Rewind. Yeah. All right. So at the end of the season, uh, Davos is at a table with Joy trying to talk her into uh, taking out Danny. Danny is, is, oh, is no. going to die. And Why are we going to her though? Because it's, I mean, she's got money. She's got access. Yeah. Um, and Gal is eavesdropping with a smile. Yeah. It took me a while to recognize that that was Joy because the whole show, she'd kind of been like not a lot of makeup and her hair. She was disheveled kind of the whole time. And she was like, extra made up and her hair was all nice. She just looked different enough that I was confused about who that was for a sec. Um, it seems like Ward's got the company back. Yeah, let's not talk about any of the technical company stuff uh, because that made none of it made sense to me. Danny decides that he's going to take Colleen to, uh, to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, when you find a hand spy and you have sex with her, the best thing to do is take her to the place that you're supposed to be protecting from the hand. Uh-huh. Uh, show okay. her exactly how to get there. Yeah, but in shirt sleeves, in the Himalayan mountains, <laughs> with no guide, no pack animals, um, and didn't look like very many supplies. Would you please explain to me how they're not dead? Because maybe he's magic, but she's not. They helicoptered in. They did not. No. It was like, um, you know what it reminded me of is um, when Samwise Gamgee 
uh, and Frodo were up in the mountain trying to get to Mordor. And they're like, they're walking barefoot on paths that are like three inches wide. And they're half dead the whole time. Except these two dumbasses are perky as hell. Because love will keep you alive. Oh, hush. It's sub-zero. They don't have coats on. He had one of those He puffy- had a puffer vest. He's not <laughs> Michael J. Fox. There's no time machine. They're dying of exposure before they even get to the top of that mountain. That was the most ridiculous fucking part of the whole show. But he comes around the corner, uh, and there's blood on the rocks. Oh, I love this. And she's like, oh, is it monk blood? He's like, no, it's hand blood. No, okay, you come around the corner, and you see blood. You see the blood on the wall first before you see all of the dead bodies literally right there at your feet. (laughs) What? (laughs) When you walk down the street, do you just look in the tiny space in front of your feet, or do you look all around you? Well, when you're walking barefoot in New York, definitely look where you're putting your feet. I need you to remember that this punk-ass little bitch walked in the snow in the Himalayas by himself with only a backpack and no motherfucking shoes. Yeah. And got to America with no passport. Mm-hmm. Somehow. And no money. And his name was dead. Yeah. Yes. God help me. I. But now he's a billionaire. So, and he's safe. No, it was the worst part of the show. It worse even than the bad medical procedure, which always drives me nuts. I I can't even talk about the medical stuff. It's bad and wrong, and so I shouldn't use a credit card to cover up a sucking chest wound. No, you you shouldn't. Also, he never got it back. Um. So the bad guys have his credit card. <laughs> the bad guys. It wasn't even like doctors took it off and then had a credit card to give to the cops. When the cops said, who stabbed this guy in the heart? They'd be like, well, we don't know who stabbed him, but we know who knows who stabbed him because here's his fucking credit card with his name on it. No, it, it's, it's fucking in the hands of the hand. And you know they're buying shit all over the place. And since he doesn't pay bills or even know that bills have to get paid and doesn't know what the fucking internet is to check his account, they're running up gajillions of dollars on his black credit card. They are funding the apocalypse with his credit card. (laughs) No, what you need is you need some thick plastic wrap Right? A potato chip bag or a Ziploc bag so that when the, the, the lungs suck back in, the plastic seals over the hole and then you can breathe again. But you also have to have the air escape because if you have pneumothorax, that means there's air in your goddamn Lung or in your lung cavity, and you have to let that air out. That's why you only tape down three sides. 
it, it's just, it's such a small thing, which is why it's so annoying because you, you just ask a doctor. <laughs> just ask a doctor, man. They'll tell you. Oh. <laughs> and then, and then the, um, the lack of, um, sense that the traveling to and fro made, especially the two to America from heaven. Yeah. I mean, what'd they do? Open up a portal and drop him in the middle of New York? So they, uh, they get there. They see the dead bodies and then they look on the mountainside where this town is, this, this city oh, of heaven I is supposed to be. The story. Uh, and it looks like it's just been scooped off the mountain. Uh, and there's nothing but bare, ugly rock. Oh, that's not, but that's not what's happening. I don't know. I, uh, that's not what we're supposed to be getting out of that. No, no, no. You go and there's a magic archway and you're supposed to see not reality through the doorway. It's just that the door's closed. Oh, is that what you think happened? That's what I know happened. The door is closed now and he can't get to heaven. Okay. Heaven's not on a mountain in Himalaya. In the Himalayan mountains, it's... it's. But that's where they showed the city in the past, is on that mountain. Well, they showed through the archway. Okay. So the, the place... It's a window. It looks the same, but it's not the same. No, it's another dimension, dude. Okay. There's no such thing as heaven, Jay. It's just another dimension. This is a multiverse, remember? Okay. You go through the door. That's the doorway they're talking about. How do you think the doorway gets closed? Otherwise, oh, they close the gate, but there's no fence, so I can just go around it. That's stupid. It's a wormhole. Okay. You know, like going to Asgard. I just caught... I thought you were into, like, this fantasy stuff and sci-fi. Like, why did you think that the city of heaven was on the mountain? No, 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 I didn't think... I I just didn't put two and two together that the, the gate was shut. Well, it was empty. It's like uh, the Stargate, you know? You just, like, walk through the circle and nothing happens unless the door is open, and then you walk through the circle and you're in a different place. Okay. Oh, my word. Okay, you're in trouble when I'm figuring that out and you're not. This is not our normal thing here. Okay. All right, so next thing we do is look forward. What are we looking for uh, with more? Oh, I'm sure he's going to jump right into, like, Solving crimes and fucking beating up purse snatchers. Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, probably, probably not. They're he, probably, it's probably still going to be the same shit. Yeah. He's, he's Madame Gow is out there. Madame Gow is doing the thing. Mm. Davos is going to be a problem. Well, I looked ahead accidentally and I know that he's going to be on uh, Luke Cage, presumably in a crossover event. Well, the next event so we how, get. I don't know how we're going to get that. The next event we get with these characters is the Defenders season, where we're going to have Luke and Jessica, Danny, and... Okay. Um, well, but it Matt. looks like there's going to be a crossover on Luke. Yeah, sure. Um, but I'm, I'm just guessing it's going to be same old, same old, because they're, you know, Spider-Man does local crime, and these guys are all doing, you know, mob shit, which means I am not going to like it. 
it's going to be, see, if you don't kill Madame Gao, then Madame Gao is always going to be the enemy. And you're going to fight her over and over and over again. I think the only one of them that would actually be willing to kill Gao is Jessica. Like, Luke's not killing anybody. Matt's totally opposed to killing. Danny apparently is anti-death. Oh, except when he does it all the time. Well, he killed all kinds of... Those people were not getting back up and, and fucking running marathons after he beat the fucking shit out of them. Um, in order to get somebody to be unconscious for that long of a time while you fight everybody else in town, they have to be severely injured. I know that on TV they're like, you get punched and you get knocked out. That's not reality. Trust me, your brain doesn't shut off that easy. Your brain stays on so you can fucking fight. So if you're knocked out for 10 minutes, you have major injuries, you're probably going to die. Especially if you don't walk to the hospital. Barefoot. In Barefoot your... in your underwear. <laughs> All right, so you are supposed to tell us what you like the most about the season. What did I tell you yesterday when we watched the last episode? Was I said, that's going to be the best thing from the whole season. I don't remember. Me neither. That's why I said it out loud. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, it was Claire, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. The fact that uh, she she snatched up those uh, those claw weapons. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. It was a small moment. It was a tiny thing. Yeah, I mean Claire is. I should have written it down. Claire. Uh, Claire will always just be the best part of any season that she's in. Yeah. Um, just her, all of her interactions with people and the way she rolls her eyes at them when they're stupid. Um, the way she, anytime she has a patient, she is fiercely protective of them. She's just the best part of the show and she gets good jokes and good one-liners and, um, I did, I, I really liked this show. The only problem I had with the show, besides the medical stuff, which, you know, I, you just have to let it go at a certain point, still annoys me because, like, if I ever get injured and some asshole puts a credit card in my chest trying to save my life, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> um, and I'm taking his credit card and spending the money. Um, but the, the, the worst part, the thing that really bugged me but didn't ruin the show was Danny. Um, when he started uh, going off script and losing his center, his personality, his attitude, his strategy, his reactions, all of it was the worst. He's just going off half-cocked, being impatient, I just chalked that up to stand him. I just chalked that up to him still being stuck in a, a child mentality. Sure. However, he's been studying kung fu. 
uh, and the the mysticism surrounding it for the last 15 years, which is the majority of his life. What did we say? It was like three-fifths of his life yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, he was 10 when, he, uh, when the plane crashed in 15 years. Yeah. He should be better. I get being upset. But when he doesn't even know how to center his chi, which seems pretty important if you're going to defend an entire city. Yeah. If you can only use the fist once for half a second, that's a problem. Um, And maybe they relax because they haven't been attacked in like 200 years or whatever. But still, that's, that's a pretty big oversight. Um, oh, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just don't like him. Okay. He's useless. And I cannot believe they're going to have him be a part of the defenders in the city with that personality. Yeah, I, I'm actually really excited to get to uh, him in the comics and see how he's brought in. Um, I need Luke Cage to pick him up by his arms next time he has a hissy fit and say, dude, <laughs> you need to calm down. You're going to get us all killed. I just need him to. In, I don't. I don't think that Luke Cage is gonna intimidate him because that's not really in his personality. But I want him to. Yeah. If Jessica doesn't at, at one point say, "I don't need this shit." Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's she's much more. <laughs> her mouth is a little bit more like mine, where she would just be like, "You're a fucking idiot. Get <laughs> away from me." Yeah, because her whole her main goal in life is leave me alone. Yeah. I I feel that in my soul. Yeah. So I'll I'll look for her to to say everything that I've been meaning to say. That that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Um the whoever wrote this um was super in tune with uh with my way of thinking. How many times while we were watching the show did I say something? And like three seconds later, one of the characters said it. Yeah. It threw me for a loop. That doesn't usually happen that often. Like right after I say something, they say the exact same wording and everything. Maybe that's why I like the show so much. It was written specifically for me. Yeah. It it got mixed reviews. There are some people that are like, this is the worst of the defenders. And then there are other people. That now. is hysterical yeah. to me. Because, no. No. Daredevil is the worst. Daredevil is by far, hands down, the worst defender so far. Yeah. Now, Luke Cage's uh, season was boring as fuck to me, but I like his character. And I can do that because I liked him and Jessica Jones. Um... I like Jessica Jones's personality and, and stuff, but it no, this was a good show. This was pretty, and good. of course, other people didn't like it because I love it. Yeah, um, I would watch it again just fine. It goes pretty high on the list for me. Well, let's put it on the list then. Um, because I mean, I was I was surprised. This is much. this is our eleventh season of TV. God bless America. We have wasted so much of our lives. 
oh, you shouldn't say that anymore. Don't tell me. I mm, This goes, for me, it goes right below Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1. Better than Carter? Oh, hold on. Well, we've got Agent Carter Season 2 above Season 1. Yeah, we like Season 2 better. Oh, yes, we did. Yes, yes, I, I am remembering that. Yeah, I forgot about Agent Carter. Um, ooh. I like them for different reasons. Yeah. I like Agent Carter because of the era it's in and, and all that. But also because she's awesome. Yeah. I, if I'm being completely honest, don't shoot me, but I think it, I think I liked it better than Agent Carter. Both seasons? I think. Maybe between them. Okay. Go between them. Are you crazy? I'm I'm okay splitting Carter. I, um, I mean, because I love Agent Carter. Yeah. But like we, did you notice the difference in the way we watch this show and the others, even the, the Agents of Shield? Like we consumed this. We are as of right now. We didn't even make it to Mar- uh, uh, Marvel movie night. Uh, this is what Thursday. Yeah. We finished it yesterday. Um, we've never done so that. We before. finished it Tuesday. We watched. No, we watched. We, we watched one. We watched one Saturday, a couple Saturday night. We watched two or three on Monday, and then we finished it on Tuesday. Okay. Well, I mean. Yeah. We. Uh, in fact, I'm not even going to keep that in because that's kind of embarrassing how quickly we binged that. No, it's not. That's how good it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, we certainly didn't watch Jessica Jones like that, but Jessica Jones. See, the thing is, this show didn't have a lot of like dead spots. Yeah. I don't know if there, there's got to be a better way to say that, but like, like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, um. And and um, I'm not going to talk about Blade, Daredevil, and even Agents of Shield had like whole moments where things were going on that weren't important and weren't interesting. Okay. I mean, stuff was going on, but you just didn't give a fuck. Uh, and I didn't have that watching this show. Everything was interesting. And if it was something I didn't like, it was I didn't like it enough to be yelling about it. So I was still, like I said, I took literally one note. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, oh, my God, he's walking barefoot in New York City. Um, And then I got absorbed into the show. I, I'm really comfortable putting it at number four uh, be- between the two seasons of Carter. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Jessica Jones, that that bad guy. Keeps that at number one for me. Yeah. Agents of Shield, that the whole um, it's the whole feel of that show. I I love that. Yeah, show. that first season, I, I I got to love some of the characters. Yeah, the, the twist thing happened. The first season wasn't as good as the second one because the first season laid really heavy on the sexism, and I just wanted to fucking murder every yeah. walking dick in that whole show. 
And I was spending way more time being mad than I was actually watching the show. So, yeah, I feel like it belongs there. It might belong higher because I'll, I might actually watch Iron Fist again. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Agent Carter season two out in Hollywood with that stupid zero matter or. Oh, yeah. I'm moving fist up. I'm putting it three of 11. Okay. Right under season one of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. The season one of S.H.I.E.L.D. stays up there, too, because of the. The twist. Yeah. Yeah. And and that show started out the way I wanted all these to be. The bottle episodes where they yep. every episode has a beginning, middle, and end and there's not I do not like what do you call them? The serial show where the whole season is one story. I don't fucking like that. I, I, I like Star Trek, not Star Wars. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, and I'm shocked. Um, I I told you when we started this, I was going to be as open as possible. Yeah. Now, I, I'll complain before I have to watch a thing because I know it's going to suck. But I'll still watch it and be open. No, the sh- amount of shit I talked about this show yeah, I thought it was and not having seen any of it. Well, because it's kung fu, right? Yeah. You expect it to be like dudes running up grass blades. Yeah. And, 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 and Matrix... Hanging in the air bullshit. And it's a white guy being the best kung fu. Oh, God. Just. It's still, I still don't like it. They made it make sense, but I still don't like it, and I don't want it. Uh, I like um, closed practices to be practiced by the people whose culture it is. Just because as a blanket statement, fuck Steven Skull. Yeah. To be fair. The only reason it's okay is they brought the people whose culture it is brought him in and raised him that way. So it is his culture because he was raised that way. But then to bring it into the quote unquote real world and then be its representative the way he was, that's the bad part. Because if he had come to New York and maintained his personality, it's like his personality uh, was like plastic wrap over him. It was a complete facade. Yeah. Um, if he had maintained um, his integrity and his personality um, and his his sense of being the whole time, it wouldn't have been as bad. But he just he represented the team very badly. Okay. Also, he wasn't anywhere near mad long enough about her being hanged. No. If I found out you were a member of the Nazi party, I wouldn't be talking to you ever again. Yeah. Especially since our kids are older now and I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> um, I just, you don't, that's, there's some things you don't let go of. If you've been taught that these people are basically Nazis, then there's no excuse. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Although I think he's just as brainwashed as she, if you think about it. They they're, they both yeah. grew up in cults. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so. What do you want to watch next? 
What do you mean? What do I want to watch next? You know what I want to watch next? What? I want to watch uh, all three uh, Back to the Future movies. Yeah, we can do that. But uh, for Marvel Movie Night, are we gonna are we doubling up and we're gonna watch sure the new? Well, I mean, you wanted to have some backup, so yeah. why not, right? Uh, let me think if I can. I don't think I can guess. I don't. I don't even remotely have enough knowledge of the future properties to be able to guess what's coming. It's not an MCU movie. Oh, I think you told me, and then you said you didn't want to tell me, and then I said, no, I'll forget as soon as we leave here, and I did. It's not an MCU movie. We're uh-huh. going back to the X universe. Oh, because we're watching... Uh... I don't remember. What? Logan. Oh, we're actually watching Logan. Yes. Well, I was going to say that, but I, it seemed too early. But that movie was a really fucking long time ago. 2017. Holy really? We went to see that in the movie theater. I remember... I remember um, you were so emotional at the end of that movie that we sat until the film went. Yeah. After the after credits. Yeah. I I hadn't read the Old Man Logan comics. Yeah. In fact, I still haven't. So I didn't know what to expect. Uh, And it, it got me. It. Yeah, I rem- I don't remember details. Um, I remember enough. I do remember it. It even got me, uh, to be completely honest. Yeah. As a non-fan back then, it, it got me. Um, that because uh, it was like it was a real movie that didn't. It didn't hinge on being a Marvel movie in order for it to exist. Yeah. That could have been a one-off. Okay, good. Well, we'll watch that in two days, and I won't be too sad about it. Yeah. Now we got uh, an extra week for you there, babe. Yeah, but now it's going to get them edited. Now, if Marvel would just do good stuff all the time, this would be a whole lot easier. <laughs> I mean, man, we're, we're getting into the better made stuff. It's just that... Uh, yeah, I'm particular. I yeah. like, you know, dialogue and story. They seem to have a hard time with that. All right, so Logan. Logan. On Friday. On Friday. And then you can join us next week. For Marvel Movie Night.